Alright, and we're live. Excellent! Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd to No Media podcast. Going out live at 9 o'clock if you're just tuning in on our Wednesday or in possibly, if you're listening on Saturday, 5 o'clock in the future. Hello to you people. My name is Kilo Calicorn and with us this week is... Hey, it's Brain on Phoenix uh, Phoenix ninety two point five FM. <laughs> Someone had to say it, Kian. <laughs> How easy on me! I've just taken back pain medication. Uh, and it's Dara. Disappointed that we're in the future and we still don't have flying cars. No. Maybe we do. And Mannequin Blue is back from the dead. Oh. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah. yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> we just heard the moment a hamster just attacked Lisa. Technical difficulties, you guys. We need, I need to get that sign where it's gentle Ben from The Simpsons. <laughs> ben, no! <laughs> literally, yeah. Literally, yeah, because one of my hamsters is in heat, so the guy is like, oh, mile trying to get to her, and I'm like, oh, wow. Kevin, yes, no! Yes, the hamster queen on feet that you put bed. Right, so here's what I want to do, guys. I'm going to make. Where's the link? <laughs> I'm going to make a technical difficulties thing, but it's going to have a picture of Kevin, and it's going to say, Kevin, no. <laughs> which, which, wait a minute, are we talking Kev or Kevin? Because I'm, no. I'm happy. Kevin, Kevin the, the hamster. hamster. <laughs> Kevin the hamster. <laughs> Not Kevin. Oh, no. Can we have some, like, full metal alchemist fusion just for convenience sake? I, I think it needs to be Kev, Kevin, and then it has to be Kev in horror of Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, leave it with me. I will sketch something on yes. it. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. But yeah, guys, it's been a while since we've had a full... Uh, full roster or, or like more than three people on this show so <laughs> fair play so last, so last fair last... play for showing up <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing it's uh last week we got through uh, a lot of season seven of the simpsons and i saw cape fear for the first time ever <gasps> yeah what do you think wait first time ever ever yeah 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 so it's what you think <laughs> Wait, because I just never saw it. I was like, "Oh, it's it, I've already seen this from The Simpsons," and you know what? I saw most of it from The Simpsons. So. I'm not going to yeah. mention the fact that I've also never seen it. We won't talk about. Oh, that. I sorry. No, I just realized you're talking about the movie and not The Simpsons. No, episode. the movie, okay. the actual <laughs> movie okay. that it's based on. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I will say is, if you've seen the episode of The Simpsons, you've pretty much seen the entire film, so you're mm -hmm. good. But it Complete is a very good with movie. the HMS Pinafore score at the end. Robert De Niro's voice is beautiful. Oh, it's magical. It's, it's magical. <laughs> um, but no, I really enjoyed it, and I I actually did this because I, I watched the movie and then I watched the episode of The Simpsons right after it to compare, and uh, yeah, I had a good time. So yeah. <laughs> so nerdy. <laughs> so nerdy. It's ridiculous. But um, so you're so nerdy. <laughs> is there a character called Mr. Thompson in Cape Fear? I wish there was. I wish there was. I but, think he's oh, talking Mr. to Thompson. you. But here's the thing. <laughs> Where's but... the link? <laughs> T-shirts by the end of the week. <laughs> Literally, that needs to be on a T-shirt. Yeah. This is this hamster with like a question mark above Where his head and a shrug. Be brilliant. The link was brought to you by Brave. The Brave browser, exactly. <laughs> Which takes me to my next topic. So I actually, for the first time ever, right, actually, I actually got a MacBook Air, right? Oh, boo. And nice stormtrooper. And I love it so much. I was saying boo, Ernst. And, and I feel <laughs> for the benefit of the people listening on the radio, it's covered in lovely Star Wars stickers. It is. It's covered in lovely Star Wars stickers and also my band logo. So I'm going to get a few more. But... I did not like Macs for ages, and I have a MacBook Pro that I use solely for recording, right? But it lives there. To it's you know, and anything anything audio related, Mac is the best for. But I would always be like, no, I hate MacBooks. Blah, 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 Apple, their toys, etc., etc. Bryn, I was wrong. And why? Why? Are, Sorry, can we add Sorry, in like an applause, like a fanfare there? Just hang the... on a second, though, Dara. Can you just can you just say that again, please? <laughs> Which I, 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 I just was need wrong. You to, he, he, yeah, can you say <laughs> that again? 
I was wrong on this specific occasion that oh. Macs aren't bad. See, totally. uh, Bryn, he said it once, so you can edit it out, like, on an infinite loop <laughs> to gonna... your favourite piece of music. I am absolutely making... I'm absolutely making a soundboard out of that. That <laughs> now, is happening. That, that's going to be our like intro song for next week's episode. <laughs> now, <I'm> <laughs> now, see, here's the thing, right? Yeah, fair, but here's here's the caveat, right? <laughs> the actual a MacBook. You know, I never buy a MacBook Pro properly. Like, a, don't ever buy a Mac that's new, right? You gotta buy them from 2009 to 2012, because then they just get garbage, garbage tears. This, on the other hand, look at the size of it, right? It is smaller than a it is smaller than like mo- any other laptop that I have and you're making this really hard on the radio listeners <laughs> alright okay fair fair Base, okay right <laughs> it's smaller than your it's, small, it's, it's thinner than your phone right it's super lightweight but it's extremely powerful the processor in it is fantastic the actual hardware and components are great it boots on in a second it's brilliant now oh, Apple oh, give us money no, hold on. I'm, I'm, this is where the caveat happens. Be brave. Sponsor us. Now, here's the thing, right? It's a brave presser. The caveat is that Just the actual... the link. OS, OS X is, is a piece of garbage, right? So, Max operations, operating systems is atrocious. However, it is a Unix X. It is a Unix light system, so you can still kind of do lots of Linux stuff with it. What you can do is you can dual boot, and you can just put Linux on it really quickly. Um, which is fantastic, and also dual booting in, even or even booting in from a USB key, is actually faster than Windows. So it, you know, the hardware alone is worth it. It's just a shame that it comes with a toy operating system. So while I was wrong in the hardware sense, still not fully wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what you're saying is, it's the best. It's the best laptop you can buy on the market that you can turn into a Linux machine. Exactly. It's it's the best laptop you can get that you can with heavy modifications you can actually fix. And yes, yeah. the Brave browser works on Linux. Yeah. And, which and we're also we're also saying that the, this isn't even something where we where we would say it's strictly in an academic uh, sense that you can do this. You can actually just do this, and it's not. It's illegal. not legal. No, no, no. It's yeah. like what which is do, wonderful what to do, be able to say. What you do is you open up the laptop. And then you pop the USB key in, you hit the power button, and then you what? You hit the alt, you hit the alt button straight away, and you build into a beautiful operating system that actually works. I totally recommend a version of Ubuntu. Oh my God! You said a computer thing. I understand. There you go. Yep. <laughs> it's that easy. That is a huge endorsement in and of itself. Yeah. Well, as I said, you know, OS X it has its like it, it's handy for recording and stuff, but it really is a child's toy. And you can do lots of stuff through terminal, which makes it tolerable. But yeah, lads, you know, a MacBook Air is a good investment. I paid two hundred euro for it. I was happy enough. Do not, do not buy it new. Do not buy one past two thousand thirteen, and you'll have a good time. And then put Linux on it, and have an even better time. And of course, use the Brave Browser link in the description below. Link exactly. Which uh, link. which uh, which uh, uh, distro did you put on? Uh, I put Ubuntu on it, but Fedora is on it now at the moment. Which one? Fedora. Fedora. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, um, is that 2004 that you put on, or did you go for one of the older LTSs? I wanted to not blow it up, so I put one of the older ones on it just to kind of see how it runs. But yeah, uh, I, I'm still doing testing. But I tested tested a rake of um, a rake of OSs on it. Everything except for Windows, obviously, because why would you do that? But uh, <laughs> why would you do that why, to yourself? Why would you do that? No, it, it came with um, it came it came with um, snow uh, snow leopard, and then I had or snow lion or whatever it was called. Had to send it mm. back to Yosamai, and now it's it was up on Mojave before I put Linux on it. So uh, yeah, you can do a lot with it. I have to say, the actual like installation process and um, OS swapping is a lot quicker than a Windows machine like a PC. So uh, yeah, mm. it's worth checking out if you're on the if you're on the fence. Um, it has a lot of an upside, but yeah, don't go out and spend a thousand euro on a new Mac because if you do, you're silly. But if you find <laughs> if you find one for two three hundred euro, yeah, go for it. Don't give Mac your money. Give me your sponsor money. us, Mac. Buy <laughs> our Mac. Buy our Mac. <laughs> but yeah, so as I said, you know, even though I was wrong, um, I still. You know, it wasn't really, but I love it. But the shame of pulling this thing out in public, and the shame of like having a Mac is is, is something that's hard to get over. As you as you know, as a good uh, with your good Catholic upbringing, there shame is just a part of life. Well, that's so. it. That's exactly what it is. It's just like, oh man, you know. But I have to say, I even before I, I swapped Linux and I was using uh, or 
put the partition in and I was using um, OSX to actually record stuff it's really cool you know like you, uh, Katie you as a sound engineer you know you can do a lot of cool uh, programs and stuff that work natively without any issue you pop in an interface and it works straight away there's no need for drivers so th there, there, there are a lot of advantages but if you're looking for a, a high powered machine you're never going to get that with a Mac uh, natively but the cool thing is you can put your petition and away you go you have a real computer so happy days I don't know about you, Lisa and Katie, but I feel very unneeded this episode. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I've got her, like, crusty, superfluous third nipple right now. Well, well, <laughs> that's what my Dara said about being a sound engineer. I was like, I'm a sound engineer. <laughs> well, you did write We're your like when Krusty write... comes over and he tells the monkey to go wait in the car. You did write your team, you did write your team music, which is very impressive. But here's the thing. Uh... It's not as impressive when you actually see how I wrote it. Fair, fair. But still, I like it. It's a good team. But here's one thing that I wanted to bring up, right? So, Lisa, you dropped a, a big surprise in our group chat this week. <laughs> you, you, yeah, it is. I can't believe this. I thought you were taking the piss. Congratulations. <laughs> You've finally seen The Matrix. Yeah. Well, yeah, welcome to the world of the real. Exactly. So, oh, so, so my, my opening question is, how have you never seen The Matrix? It's, yeah, like okay. it's like people who haven't seen Star Wars. I'll tell you how Tom Felton isn't in it. Well, there's that. <laughs> but as well, to be fair, when The Matrix came out in like 99, I was only 7 or 8. So that so didn't stop me. It didn't stop me either. Well, no. I wouldn't have been going to see it anyway. And then even when I got older, it wasn't a movie that anybody in the house would have liked. They're just not uh, a okay. action-y thing. So it was That's like fair. never on VHS or DVD around the house. Um, I think I did see the Animatrix or parts of it at some point at a boyfriend's house at some point. But then when I was 18, um, our religion teacher said that the mate made us watch the Matrix in class because she said it was like the exact metaphor or, or used directly uh, Plato's cave theory. So yeah, we had to watch it in religion class and we only ever saw like bits of it. And, you know, when you're down the back of class, you're not paying attention to stuff. It's like sixth year, and you have exams, and you don't want to watch the Matrix in religion class. See, here's, the, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would have loved to watch the Matrix in religion yeah. class. So I don't know what you're getting. Like, we didn't get a choice. It's like you know what we did in religion class. We drew stick figures of Lord of the Rings and recreated <laughs> Helm's Deep. That's what we got. So you were lucky. How <laughs> many? Did you do three thousand stick figures? Yeah, we used to we used to get like big A four pa A four sheets, and we do the whole thing. A well, two hour two hour religion class. Why? That's what you're gonna do. I don't In know. In fairness, I kind of had the opposite problem. So like growing up, I saw the first Matrix, and then when the second one came out, obviously like it was two years later, so it would have been like eight or nine or whatever. Yeah. And growing up in a good Christian family, we weren't allowed to watch the second one because there was like a naughty love scene in it. Oh. Um, wow. And then oh, by yeah, the time that, the third one came out, boob. yeah, two seconds. Yeah, of but boob. by the time the third one came out. Um, I was old enough to watch it, but so I've actually never seen the second one in full. To be fair, oh, well, uh, that, and, you're better off. No, hold on, hold, hold on. No, hold it's on, the hold second on, one's hold on. okay. Hold on, All right? So this is this brings true. This, so we have a, a comment here from once a month. Religion is very different for different people, clearly. But religion class <laughs> definitely is anyway. Yeah, I, I remember. Oh like, man, religious <laughs> education in Ireland is terrible. No, so. uh, yeah, I think I saw Blade Runner in my religion class. <laughs> to be to be fair, to be fair, mm. I do have. Some funny stories which I'll tell you off the air. Uh, oh, okay. but, um, oh, you have to follow the link. Follow the link. <laughs> but, um, we were, On the Brave browser. Because we, we were, yeah, we were like the last year that it wasn't on any exams, but I wanted to do it for mm. Leaving Cert because it's like literally, it's super easy. It's literally just philosophy. Um, but do, you know, so anyway, but uh, the year behind me, did do on a junior search and uh, yeah I'll, I'll tell you the story of, of the sure. thing that, that my friends did oh, okay. um, yeah but uh, yeah look it was what it was Irish religion education is terrible I will I will say you know Irish education full stop is pretty terrible um, appalling so it's mm -hmm. unbelievable and that's not oh, yeah. and that's not disrespect to teachers that's got to deal with they cram everything in for an exam that doesn't mean anything particularly when they took away free college it's like what are you competing for it makes no yeah. sense yeah. Um, yeah. I just want to add to that pivot. I'm available for hiring. I'm actually <laughs> was planning on fixing my CV this week. 
<laughs> not you, Kim. Not you. Yeah. It's not the teacher. It's not the teacher. It's not the teacher's fault. Not the teacher's fault. No. It is one hundred percent. It is one hundred percent poor curriculum and the focus on leaving cert, which is ridiculous. They need to scrap that. If I, I, I want to say something positive. Me, and in which case, it is the teacher's fault. Oh, fair. Fair enough. <laughs> I was a bad teacher. Yeah, no, there's a reason why I only lasted one semester. Fair enough. You're yeah. a teacher. Yes. Oh God, tell a story. <laughs> I'm not on air. <laughs> okay, uh, so it's a court case then, so that's fine. <laughs> I just don't have the patience to teach children. And, and that's also why no, I'm not a teacher. You because, need students, not patience. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't do it. Like, whatever about teaching in colleges and, and doing stuff there, that's fine. But students, no way. You just can't. Oh, you just haven't met the right students. I love teaching, it's great crack. Yeah, no, I couldn't. Well, I, I remember yeah. I had this teacher that would punch walls and throw chairs at people. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just like, oh, I remember yeah, the same guy threw a dictionary, throw dictionaries at my friends. So I was just like, yeah, you know, different times. Who knew? Like practicing for yeah. the Battle of Helm's Deep. Clearly, <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. If this is yeah. a brick, this is an ore. <laughs> this is not Dar- 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 just ore, he was just not LARPing. a dictionary. He was just larping at you. That's all that was happening there. Thunderbolt, thunderbolt, thunderbolt. <laughs> Look, Dara, just think of it this way. Imagine if, for the rest of your life, you are somebody's cool teacher. Even if it's just one student. You That is like a ego... Not What's a nice ego? Pride kick. You can live off for the rest of your life if you do it well. Like. Proud. It's like that bit from uh, Freddy Got Oh, fingers. Captain, my Proud. captain. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know, man. I just. I, I, just I don't know, man. Weird. Dead Poet Society is a pretty sad story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all those dead poets. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's why you teach drama and do Pokemon classes. Fair. Oh, Fair. when I was a teacher and I had to teach all these freaking three and four and five year olds, um, it was during the summer of Pokemon Go being really huge, oh. and so we did this oh. thing called they I, it got to a point in the summer where i'm like these kids don't want to learn i don't want to teach a bit like mojo and bart <laughs> and we did this thing where i i was like okay let's play pokemon where i'd make them crawl around to the ground and i'd just throw footballs at them and be like i'm catching you you're pokemon and i'm catching you and they just uh, all just like crawl around to the floor like pokemon i just throw footballs at them. lisa were you garden vetted for this <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, they loved it though. That's what they wanted to do because they were crawling around on the floor pretending to be. Well, of course they wanted like, to do it. Like I mean, my bloody nephew tried to jump off a ten foot slide yesterday. It doesn't matter if they want to do it. Fine with it. What I will say is though. <laughs> what I will say is you know that's for that, me. But look, that's for four or five year olds. Fair enough. But um, I, you know, in college I had a, a tutor during my degree who was so hung over the whole time she'd just sit there and let other people read the book. So you know, oh, yeah. who here? Who has the book? I do. Okay, read the book, and she goes, "I'm too hungover today." It's like, well, there you go. So, yeah. So yeah. you know, it's it, it. You can't just blame the leaving there. I suppose it's 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 systemic throughout. Where you know, bad <laughs> bad teachers and bad curriculum, but it is. What I'm it is. getting the impression I've been working way too hard in this space in the collective experience. You should just get other people to read the book for you and just show up on over. You'd be grand. I did get Katie to do balloon art to That's essentially cool. distract from my own teaching in some Halloween camps. That's it was cool. uh, face painting, wasn't it? Oh, it was face painting. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was an experience. Yeah. <laughs> so just one, one you haven't come back for, but you know. <laughs> so just circling back here, right? So we know why Lisa hasn't seen the film, and we all have different yeah. experiences with it, right? So obviously, Kane, myself, and Brynn have seen it. Uh, uh, Katie, listen, the second one isn't as good as the first one, but it's not. It has some good moments. The soundtrack for the second and third one is incredible. Um, the soundtrack, I would go as far as saying the soundtracks for all three films are brilliant. Yeah, but I don't think that the soundtracks for the second and third films are so good that you should watch the films just find the soundtracks and listen to them yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, can can i redeem myself a little bit and say that i did play enter the matrix yeah yes. yeah enter the matrix is really good um it's great fun first exposure to a windows uh dos command line as well where you yeah. hack and ignore to that's fun um but what i will say is you know it the original plan for this was matrix one and then mm. Matrix Two and Three to be one movie, and then the you second, can tell, yeah, and then the second Renaissance to be an, a movie by itself, which is the yeah. 
one of the best parts of the Animatrix. And yep. Warners were like, no, make more movies. And the Chelsea's were like, okay, we'll make more movies. So it does it does kind of fall flat, but it's still overall an amazing series. Mm. Can I time. make a point on the music, though? Uh, for our first YouTube recommendation of the episode, Sideways does a breakdown of the music score, and it's so meticulous. Like, uh, all of the, like, kind of human themes are, like, written in, like, kind of major things, and then all of the machine music is written, like, using binary and percussion and metal. Like, it's actually, like, the score is, like, more of a sound design type thing. I know, obviously, score yeah. is sound design, but there's just, especially in the first movie, there's so much detail in the Matrix. Like you come away from it so, in two hours, and you just understand everything and every the visuals and all that kind of stuff. It's such a brilliant creation. The, the first film is one of those is one of those things where, like, to get media study easy, it's multi layered. Yeah. Yes. And it, like again, it's one of like I, I it's one of those things I hate saying because it's so pretentious. But this is one of those films where it actually does earn it and it does earn mm. that kind of description of it because there's so many different th- things to take away from it yeah like the i mean the the soundtrack is like it's one of the few times where foley where where you can't tell where foley ends and score begins which mm. is awesome and there's only a handful of films i can think of in the last 20 years that have done anything close to that Was like it, the, the matrix as a movie changed the way films were presented it changed what people thought films could be and the jump from pre-matrix to post-matrix is unbelievable and yeah. that that kind of hurts the second and third one because there's so there's so, uh, so much expectation and the vision was diluted mm. but what what I what I will say as well like the sound design changes because it comes more video gamey in the second mm. and third one because you know it's not real you know like but you do know reactor is the artist that does it and i listen that's what i listen to when i code um mm. and it's just unbelievable like it's it's perfect music for that kind of setting you know but i, I the matrix one suffers from its from its success which sucks uh and the sequel suffer from it but here's the thing on that point matrix 4 is coming out right mm. which is probably going to do a lot of reconning and fix the series so that's probably what's going to happen there and kind of mm. peel back because you have much more control over I think I'd say they're probably going to do like a Rise of Skywalker thing probably, where yeah. it's new, not, not Rise of Skywalker whatever the first one is Force Awakens yeah. where it's new celebrities like you know like Terminator Genesis and then Neo will come back and teach the new ones how to do it and all that kind of stuff because that is an incredibly effective Hollywood formula well, the world, for rebooting the, a franchise. Well, the world lets you do that. That's the thing, you know, because the whole that's point, true. It know, is the kind of repeating cycle is kind of built into it, yeah, isn't like it? That's 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 all part of it, you know. And I think there is so much stories to tell. What I do have to say is, I do have to give big props to Keanu Reeves. Um, fun fact: I actually dedicated my last thesis to Keanu Reeves uh, with He's a quote. Beautiful. Well, it's with a quote from Johnny Mnemonic, which is my favorite film he um, has ever done. If you haven't seen Johnny Mnemonic. Go watch Johnny Mnemonic. It's unbelievable. All right, see you. Yeah, go, go, go now. <laughs> I won't even be mad. Yep. Johnny Mnemonic is uh, like uber cyberpunk, but it's um, a Philip K. Dick novel as well. And uh, yeah, which is like basically oh, basically all the best sci-fi is yeah. Philip, mm. Philip K. Dick. Exactly. But what's great about it as well, it's like a lot of the stuff that you would see kind of fleshed out in the Matrix was kind mm. of started there. So it's like Keanu Reeves has the most cyberpunky career ever. That's kind of funny that he's in Cyberpunk 2077 because it's like <laughs> I'm sure that isn't a it. No, it's not. It's like you you've earned it. If you look at his his uh, filmography, he is the most like cyberpunk actor ever, and he will do movies like this. So it's kind of cool to see this all kind of come full circle. And then, you know, the Matrix gets a, a lot a, like it was like the biggest. I remember being the biggest franchise in the world for like three years. <laughs> And then yeah. it's gone. It was parodied yeah. to death. That's partly why. Like, because when I was watching it last night for the first time, mm. I'd seen it be parodied to death on everything, like mm. on sketch shows, then in even The Simpsons, you know, and Bart's handing out all the sign menus oh, yeah. on the door. Sh- Shrek, and Shrek had it done just, it yeah. as well. Scary movie Video had, games done it. had done it. Yeah, it felt like, because like, you're all like, oh my God, you never saw The Matrix. But by the time mm. it had kind of 
parodied itself out by the time I got to an age where I may or may not have been interested in it. I, I, and it's one of those movies where I was watching it and I'm like, oh, sorry, yeah? I just, I w- sorry, go on, go on, go on. I'll hold on to it, go on. Oh, no, I was just going to say, it just, I, I felt like I already knew what it was about because it was so big. It had been parodied so much, I kind of felt like I didn't need to see it. Like Cape Fear. The... <laughs> that's kind of it. I, I, that's kind of it, actually. That that's very profound because it's kind of what I was saying. I wouldn't say it's been parodied. I'd say it's it became part of society. It's like mm. so pop culture. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it literally became the reference point for several things. You yeah, know, and you know, if I, I can watch. Like... Sorry. Uh, if I can drive us off the cliff into Star Wars territory for a minute. <laughs> um, what happens after this is on you. The show's finished now. Yeah. Go on. Okay, go on. Um, Funnily enough, uh, I was reading uh, sort of a collection of Neil Gaiman short stories. I think it might have been Fragile Things. I know he's got one or two of them. Mm. But basically, he was uh, selected to write a short story set in the Matrix. And that reminded me that in between Matrixes 1 and 2, there was so much Star Wars level mass media Matrix stuff. Yeah. There was the Animatrix, which was a series of short stories. There was the games. There was the novels and short stories. And if if somehow the Matrix had reloaded and done an Empire Strikes Back, the Matrix could still be going. It was a sudden big explosion of huge interest in the universe. And like Lisa said, it then sort of suddenly collapsed in on itself incredibly quickly. And that's because the fact that you know and just to correct you there a bit all that mass media stuff happened at the same time the Wachowskis wanted to build that kind of world they even launched an MMO oh okay they even launched an MMO which was which I sadly I didn't have a good computer at the time so I couldn't do it but what um, it wasn't that it collapsed it's that they had bungled it the greed of Warner really just were like it's gone and kind of killed yeah, interest I, in it, you know. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where it was so ahead of its time and it yeah. was so innovating that yeah. they just didn't know how to market it properly. That was it. Yeah, yeah, that was I think, it. Yeah. I, I think as well though, like it, it's one of those things where I remember as soon as I'd seen it, I was just like, well, that has to have a sequel. Yeah, you know, because it's weird to think of it being a time when, like, things getting sequels was not a given. Yeah, and you just come away going, that has to get a sequel. Yeah, but see, the thing uh, is, even even the disappointment of that, Bryn, the disappointment of the sequels, the Animatrix mm. came out and blew everything yeah. out of water. Yeah, oh, it was huge because stuff, even 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 just the style with regards to anime, mm. it wasn't really mainstream. It wasn't something that would have been as popular. So, like, even just watching the regular Matrix, regular Matrix, mm. even watching Matrix One, it was mm. literally. I could just everything from the big chunky Nokia blocky cell phone that he's using and the cinematography and everything I'm like I could just imagine everybody in the cinema in 99 like completely like freaking out like yeah, yeah. Cause, cause like, the, it's just is... so it's just it's just what you said about pre-matrix and post-matrix I, mm. I completely agree with because it's just it's it's been done now but mm. before that it was just never done before like it was wild mm. Well, even, yeah. thinking, even thinking of like, uh, there's that you know that that bit where he's on the le- where Neo's on the ledge where he's trying to escape his office, yeah. Yeah. and the gust of wind blows away his phone and does that slow down speed up thing. Yeah. yeah, that's like one of the first times that shot was ever done. Yeah, and then you fast forward like what six years and three hundreds doing it every. Oh, five Zack seconds. Snyder pilfered that main <laughs> stick, you know. You know, but that's you know like that's like I mean the product placement. Yeah, but, see, but, it's, <laughs> but, but see the thing on that as well, like. Remember who directed this, Bryn? Yeah. The Wachowskis, who took everything that was building up to it, all this mass media, all this cultural reference point, all this stuff from yeah. Japan. It even used an anime called Appleseed and Ghost in the Shell as yeah. their reference material when they pitched it, this to Warner it also It also uses uh, uh, the Invisibles. Yeah, uh, a lot. A good amount as well a by lot. Grant Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's it's one of those things where, like, it, it was, like, such a... It was basically like the crest of this giant subcultural wave mm. that it, and that that's what the first Matrix film was mm. yeah. in earnest. Yeah. But as well as that, on top of it, it also was like this. Like, I mean, the, the effects for the time are in like the effects in the cinematography for the time were just completely new. It was like, you know, it's one of those things where like it. I think from special effects, it's probably one of the biggest special effects events since. 
probably like you might argue Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. but you'd also probably argue Star Wars. Yeah. But then as well, but like in terms of cinematography, you're talking early Spielberg. Yeah. Certainly. You know, for like being as much of a revolution, and like before Spielberg, you're talking Orson Welles. So like already yeah. you're talking like pretty much like the the highest order of like the most important films in terms of like how films are made and how stories yeah. are told in it. Mm. Like, like it's like I would say it's the, huge. I would say The Matrix is probably one of the most important. It's it's weird, right? It's one of the most important films of all time, one of the mm. biggest franchises of all time, but then it also isn't. But it is. It's, yeah, because I want to. I want to get into a point there, which is that I was watching on Amazon Prime. They have a documentary on the history of superheroes in cinema, mm-hmm. and they cite The Matrix as an important source because, in terms of its visual language, and in terms of yeah. even just the way Neo flies at the end, they well, said he, that you wouldn't have yeah. Spider-Man and X-Men and all that kind of stuff if The Matrix didn't find a way. To make all that visual language work, like just look I at would... a superhero movie from 1996, yeah. and it's yeah. Adam West Batman level, like you know, I, like yeah. I, I would argue that's a bit of a weird point to make because, like, the Matrix, the Matrix was released in 1999. Mm. Uh, the first X Men movie came out in 2000. Lord of the Rings, yeah, but if you Lord look at the, the fights in X Men One, it's yeah. close. The, the X, yep. but the fight in X Men won. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like I think um, I think it took a lot of things. Uh, uh, it, th- it took a lot of films a, a big, uh, big time to catch up with uh, uh, with the Matrix. But at the same time, like there's still like there were other things that were coming along that were going to be landmarks anyway. Like like I mean, um, Hugo Weaving went from from wrapping up on the on the on the matrix to go straight into lord of the rings yeah and then going you know? to for vendetta like, yeah oh like, yeah so you know as well like there was it was the same thing with ian mckellen ian mckellen finished x-men and went straight to lord of the rings which again technologically made huge bounds so here's the thing in terms I, of what we were seeing there's so a, there's a great documentary on that point king uh brent that mm-hmm. and Kane actually it's a similar mm-hmm. point that we're talking about the great documentary narrated by Keanu Reeves called Side by Side mm-hmm. and it's actually an examination of that and do you know who's to thank for all those massive leaps in technology who aliens well close <laughs> George Lucas oh, oh yeah oh is At this are you talking about time. the Revenge of the Sith no. like kind no. of animatronic Con- storyboard this, no 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 this is in the ILM ILM the same time yeah. as all this happened ILM had pushed the boat out so far making uh, Phantom Menace and then making Clone Wars uh, mm. no sorry not Clone Wars Attack of the Clones because every there are no real clones they were all mm. digital they weren't there yeah, you can tell but you have well, to remember you can tell, well, but like again like this, this, never, this oh never yeah happened. I know like this I mean happened, it's you know? yeah. but at the same time like the like I think I think Weta also made some big pushes as well because they were the first studio, first film studio to use Massive mm. as an engine for crowd shots because the for the opening bit in the in the first Lord of the Rings film, you know, there's that big crowd shot where Sauron blows up basically, yeah. and everyone falls over. That was done using a using software called Massive, which can basically just uh, which can make unique animations for uh, for tiny uh, models simultaneously. Mm. Wow. And yeah, and that was that was like they used that heavily. There's a bunch of like um, of like wide angle uh, shots that they use it in. Like there's the bit in the in um, Helm's Deep. No, what's the name of the kid? Like I'm talking specifically for the first film. What was the yeah, Moria? What was the you know in Moria? Yeah. There's a bit where they're going. There's a big wide shot where they're going down a bunch of stairs. The Balrog. Yeah, yes, 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 yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. That was Moria. that was that was done using massive as well. Mm. Oh, and like yeah, it, yeah. Um, I remember this being a thing. They had to like find. It was like John Sully's hair from Monsters Inc. They had to, with Helm's Deep. They had to find ways to make three thousand orcs look like they were not in unison. Yeah. Which is yeah. mind-boggling to think about in 2002. Like, but when they found when they when they found massive, it solved just about every problem they had. But, and then they had to spend three months trying to find computer-aided generated computer-generated fire that looked good. So, <laughs> but see, this nice is screensaver. It. But see, yeah. but see, this is it, right? Like, <laughs> we were lucky. I like the, how the smoke coming out the top of it. <laughs> we were lucky in the sense that you know, tech computers had reached that point where this could be done mm. and it was being pushed forward by ILM, ILM and others but again like 
visionary storytellers who had something to say is super mm. important. And the, every movie that we mentioned there, Lord of the Rings, The Matrix, even even Star Wars, the prequel, the prequels I actually really like. Mm. Um, it, it was because they had a story to tell and were able to use technology to do it. But like, it's crazy to think that. It, it's taken 20 years for the Matrix to kind of roll back around and we have the four of them mm. coming out mm. so I'm excited to see it but Katie Katie and, and Lisa like um like yeah, what do you guys I... think because you're not you're not like hardcore fans of the series like are you excited to see where yeah. it goes or or I just you just not care well, now that I've seen the first one, and to be honest, like I was very pleasantly surprised because I thought oh, I I was just because I found it for a euro in a charity shop and it was brand new in the wrapper, so I was like, why not? They had it like three for a euro on their DVDs, so I got like that and the Cable Guy with Jim Carrey. So I'm like, okay. And um, it was actually I I was not expecting to like it at all. It was just you know the way those movies you'd kind of tick off your list mm. just to say mm. it's seen. I I love Keanu Reeves. I think Lawrence Fishburne is great great Hugo Weaving um, I loved Trinity I thought she was an absolute badass I yep. spent most of my time watching her and Neo and just yelling shift just shift already at the screen oh well, then you definitely gonna need to you watch the sequel you have to watch the sequel because yeah. they do more than shift it's, it's <laughs> a naughty love scene yeah Oh, I, I just I thought it was just you know what it was like because um, it just was so now I found it in some ways very I could see how progressive it was for the time and how it would have changed cinema viewing experiences. However, in certain ways, it was very dated, and I found yeah. that very charming. And I found, in I what way? Because I watched it like 20 years after it came out, I think that's why I liked it. I don't think I would have liked it when it came out, but because it was 20 years later, and I'm like, this is so nostalgic. Look at the size of that block, yeah. Oh my God, they think this is the future, wearing like some leather fetish gear and running around in long coats. Like that's the to future. Fair, I just found it. I found it very endearing, and I found it enjoyable. Listen. I was like Homer watching Twin Peaks, watching it. I had no <laughs> idea what's going on, but I enjoyed. Oh, you it. need to get to reload it if you think the first one's confusing. Listen. I have no idea what happened in it, but I enjoyed watching it. You know that way. Listen to me. I'm Doesn't matter about the fine details. It, yeah, computers. Yeah. I, Guns, it was great. I'm disappointed that we don't have the future where everyone's walking around like that. All I want is a dystopia where there's Linux terminals everywhere. That's all <laughs> I want. Fair, I did have an ex-boyfriend who everybody used to call Neo and I never knew why and now I know why. On the second oh. one, before you, you, you pop in there, Katie, um, on the second one there is uh, the most screen-accurate depiction of hacking you'll ever see. Uh, thanks to Trinity she's actually using a hacking tool in the opening of the Matrix 2 so oh. fun fact it's also the background Can... of my phone so no. yeah. uh, of course it is thing, I, have, I had one really weird theory about the first Matrix movie now obviously there's a rake of other movies and a whole like lore yeah. by the sense of it but you know the bit in the movie where they're like follow the white rabbit and then these really like drug dealery looking people come to his door and then he goes to the club with them yeah. I was like what if the whole movie didn't happen and that was just Keanu Reeves getting his drink spiked by his friend to get his two grand back, and that he's out there like in a dumpster, like completely tripping out while he's being mugged. Well, that's what that's or something, and then Morpheus is just like a homeless man beside him or something, and none of this happened. Well, that... this then it turned into John Wick, like well, tripping out. Yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly. Well, he would have woke up in his bed, but that's exactly what taking the blue pill yeah. would have done. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I was like. None of, what if what if this isn't happening? What if he's like really high in an alley right now because he got drugged and mugged? Yeah. <laughs> no, like... That is a lovely detail to mention. Actually, if you ever played the not the Enter the Matrix, but I think the Path PS2 Neo. game Path, Path of Neo, Neo yeah. it offers you the red pill and the blue pill. And if you take the blue pill, it like he wakes up and you have to play the first three levels again. Yeah. It punishes oh. you for not taking the red pill, and I love it. Yeah, it's so good, so good. <laughs> Katie, anything you want to say before we uh, we move on here? Oh, yeah, no, I was just going to say, I love The Matrix. Like, the fact that I haven't... Like, I've seen bits of the second one, but the fact that I haven't fully watched it, I I need to go back, because I love the... Like, even when uh, we played Enter the Matrix, I was, like, all up in that. I played both storylines and everything just to get, like, as much as I could from it. Mm. So I'm very excited they're bringing it back. It's so cool. It's it's one that, like, um, you know, it. hopefully now they have more control, I... I think Lana is the one who's contr- uh, run, uh, directing it now, um, but it'd be interesting to see well, what they do. Well, with hopefully, with Sensei, people will like go, "Oh, they're this talent; they can do this thing," and it's no, not it's, a matter of. It's it's more that hopefully they won't be able to go, "Hey, look, 
Warner, go away. <laughs> We're going to yeah. make the story we want to tell, you know, which I wish you had done the first time around. The, the yeah, big... please don't ruin this for me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, come on, you're, you're so... Actually, John Wick and Matrix 4 are releasing on the same day. Oh my nice. god, how am I going to choose? <laughs> Why not both? It's a, du- it's a double bill. It's a double feature. Um, it's a double feature. And Cyberpunk, probably. My, well, my, oh, man, I'm still waiting for that to come in. You know, I just can't wait. My big worry, with, not to put a, it's a, not just to pour some cold water over the fire here. Um, my big worry with, um, with Matrix 4 is that, again, Warner Brothers have a bad habit when it comes to established IPs. Of trying of trying to micromanage them into the ground, mm-hmm. it's I mean a a huge part of why the Hobbit was as atrocious as it was was because yeah. of their meddling. Um, and well, it's, I know where you're going it, with that. I know where you're going with that. You know, I think they've already experienced what happens when they meddle, and they're just like, "Listen, you messed yeah. this up twenty years ago. Now yeah. go away." So. Hopefully all, that's the end. All, all I have to say to that, Dara, is Vince McMahon should have learned to stop meddling a long time ago, and he's still doing but it. Vince so, McMahon like, is yeah. a crazy old man who <laughs> won't go away. That's Unfortunately, if there's one thing we've learned in the last, in the last two years, it's that there's a lot of crazy old men in Hollywood. So, like, <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair. There's little else by the sounds of it. That's yeah. fair. Right. Um, can, can, can I just say one last thing about the Matrix before we move on? I know we talked a lot, but like, it's a really good heady movie mm. like a really good thinking action movie mm. and I miss that like I mean there's Inception like five or six years later but that's in the paddling pool yeah. of like you know kind of that's in the shadow end of the deep water that's in the shadow end of the deep water I know obviously exactly yeah I know they go way too far in Reloaded with their kind of big philosophical concepts but like mm. I really miss that just being a thing that kind of organically existed in movies in big tentpole franchises apart from maybe the odd stray one like Doctor Strange you'll never get something like that again really well again it's, it's people having something to say and like mm. if you actually there's some good books it's called Jacking Into The Matrix which is over there um, and it, it breaks down the philosophical arguments follow the link the well I will actually find a link on, a, on, on the Brave browser the, one of the things to kind of point out there though is that like these kind of films are there's like, there's this thing that's described for like sitcoms, but it, it kind of rings true for most genres. Where uh, there's like basically a machine that just turns out uh, that turns out American sitcoms, mm. and basically like what's going what's coming into it is like is ideas and of all shapes, all sizes, some good, some bad, some whatever. And this machine just crushes them and go it goes like. Yeah, no, you're just set in a bar. You're just set in a college. You're just set in whatever. And then every now and again, something, some idea gets uh, gets through that without any mangling happening to it. And that's how you end up having, you know, that's how you end up having shows like The Office or even Cheers or Friends or whatever that just kind of broke the mold of what a standard sitcom and they all, was. And, and, and all the crushed ones feature Adam Sandler. the same is true though in like in action movies where like you know for the like a lot of like the kind of heady action movies that existed before the matrix were kind of the only way they could get made is because they had Schwarzenegger starring in it you beat me to it yeah 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 like you leave Arnold out of this he's a beautiful Austrian man but I'm not saying anything against him all I'm saying is that like you didn't see Jean-Claude Van Damme get to be in Total Recall there's a reason for that he's a little diva <laughs> he he didn't want to play the predator, and he fired him. There are about twelve million different reasons why Jean Claude Van Damme is not in good films. Yeah, uh, that's his own fault. He's a little diva. Yes. I'm sorry. Bring I'm... back Dolph Lundgren. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Johnny Mnemonic. Dolph Lundgren plays a wandering yeah. priest in it who kills yeah. who kills augmented people. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, and there's a dolphin doctor called. Uh, there's a dolphin doctor called Spider. No, Spider is he a doctor who is a dolphin or who heals dolphins? Sorry, there is. is sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so excited that I got. I mixed it up. So there's a doctor played by the lead singer of um, Black Flag called Spider, right? Henry is, Rollins. Henry Rollins. Yeah. And, wait, wait, and then wait, hold on, wait, let me finish. Wait, let me finish. Wait, let me finish. Wait, let, me finish. Wait, let me finish. And then there's a dolphin who's able to talk to computers. Yeah. Fungi, also played by Spider. It's amazing. Best movie ever. 
Yeah, Mark, brave. Twelve stars. Think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is uh, this the thing though is that like any kind of film that's like that where it's like, I mean, again, like Matrix is one of the few films that you can watch where afterwards should make you question your reality. Yeah. And the, oh, we're and, all in the Matrix. But how oh, yeah. many? Like, how many films are there that put you in that position? Like, how many works of fiction put you in that position? All like, of the Barbie movies. But that's it's for worth different, pointing but out. That, that is for a very Matrix different reason. Before, so, like, The Matrix came out before the internet as we know it. Now we are currently mm-hmm. streaming or airing yeah. on Phoenix FM or on Spotify or whatever on the internet. So, when a Matrix set in 2021 or whatever comes out, how much more plugged into the matrix could we be like you more know like holes. more holes, <laughs> more holes. <laughs> but you know what i mean though like we've, we've plugged so much into ourselves that i feel yeah. like waking well, up from the goo well, kind of like this seems legit well that's probably what it's yeah. gonna be about well yeah. i mean maybe the matrix four you know you pay for your cinema ticket you go in you sit down and when the, the screen opens the up it's just a it's just like you looking at the room you're sitting in. <laughs> <laughs> That's very twisty. It just comes back and it's I, a mirror think, of the screen. You know what? Oh no, I was just going to say, I think because myself and Katie haven't seen Matrix 2 and you guys have, we should like do a watch along thing where you like guide us through the Matrix 2. Yes, please. I <laughs> yeah, love Matrix 2. I love my VHS copy of it. That's fair. I actually, I love Matrix 2 so much that I had it on PSP UMD three times. <laughs> oh, I only had the PSP of Matrix One. Yeah, um, but, I watched um, the. I watched it. I watched it once, and that was enough. I remember. I, went, I remember. Wow. I remember. I went to go see it, and the only thing I could get was right up. You know, the cinema where you're right up yeah. at the screen, uh, and you're, yeah. you're just like looking up like that for what two hours? Something like two hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, I, I look. I uh, didn't hate it. I never saw what people hated on it so much. I, I, I had a great L time. Um, I, I, so. I had great. I had a great. The way I put it is, I I thought the fight scene and the car chase were great. The car chase I, is legitimately fantastic. But yeah, at the same time though, the car chase also goes on for like twenty minutes. But you have and, hold on, you have vampire ghosts. I yeah. think that's the oh, only part I have right. actually seen is yeah, the car just, chase. I, I just felt like the fight scene and the like the big fight scene against the um in the in the chateau. Yeah, that was the, cool the chateau. Was that the first? Was that the second film or was it the third film? Chateau, second film. Yeah. Chateau's the second I, film. Yeah, it was up the and one, down the it was, stairs. It was, like it was, it was, no, I, I, the one I'm thinking of is the the one in the apartment complex. Or, like, oh, that's the first one. Yeah, that's no, the the one where it's the multiple Smiths. That's the second one. Oh, in yeah. like the the yeah. street. But that, yeah, that's that not spo- let's not spoil too much for yeah. Lisa. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, that, yeah, that I already feel like I've seen the movie now. No, you have yeah. not. You, you have, have not. not. No, 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 no. no, no. But actually, I, that's a good segue though. So, like, yeah. just so we're not. What I'm saying things. is, it goes on for forever. Is the point I'm making? Uh, and I just found that I, I got bored too often watching those watching the film. So it's just like I'm not watching this again. Well, here's the thing. So, so Matrix Four is directed by Lana Wachowski. Screenplay by uh, the same team as before. Mm-hmm. Uh, cinematography looks to be the same. It's released by Warner Brothers and it's going to be out April 1st, 2022. Oh, they've moved it. So, yeah, it looks like uh, they've moved uh, John Wick as well, so it won't be next year. It'll oh, be the no. year before or the year after. Kind of makes sense, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, makes sense with everything Considering going on. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 because they were filming in San Francisco, so it looks like it's going to take place there. But uh, yeah. they, they had to shut down. So here's where we go. So on March 16th, production of the film was halted due to the pandemic. And film, filming has resumed now at the moment, so that's cool. Um, but it looks like it's going to be um, it's going to be pushed back. So that's a bit of a bummer. But yeah, so far it's it's starring Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, uh, Jaden Pinkett Smith, uh, nice. Lapid Wilson, Neil Patrick Harris, and others. Oh, Neil come back. Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, I hope he's like a Matrixy smart ass character, like the Merovingian or something no, like Mar- that. No, Marovig- Marovingian has come back already oh I know but that kind of character you know yeah. um, I just hope they don't give him a musical number oh work. no I hope they give him it a work. number alright guys well we're 45 minutes in so I, I think we're not going to hit our Simpsons review so we might have to carry that <laughs> over 
Can, um, can we just keep talking the about the Matrix? <laughs> well, what I will say is I do, I do want to continue on that because look, there's some great cyberpunk movies that I want to actually recommend to people. One is a film, okay. one is a film called Nirvana and it stars Quince, uh, Christopher Lampard who, play, uh, who played uh, Highlander and it's great. If you like The Matrix, that's a movie to watch. Johnny Mnemonic, we've already said. Um, Attila Battle Angel, you know, everyone's probably seen that. It's a great film. Oh, yeah. Blade Runner 1 and 2, excellent, excellent, fantastic movies. Um, you know, there's, there's just a rake in them. Just Google, um, Google cyberpunk films, and if you like The Matrix, this whole thing is just you'll have a great time it's a great deep dive to do it but uh, we might do a, an anime a cyberpunk movie thing in the future because uh, I, I oh yes right? yeah. you've actually hit upon a really good point there Dara because I saw the movie uh, of Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson a year or two ago mm. and it wasn't the worst thing ever but I liked like it. I liked because it. it's because it's, I mean, it's, it's fine for what it is but because I'd seen The Matrix so many times I'd mm. kind of thought what is even the point of doing a live action? Like, The Matrix yeah. was the live action shell. Ghost in the Shell, you well, know? There's a great anime called Appleseed, if you guys haven't seen that. and they, I haven't, no. Yeah, it's fantastic. They kind of took a lot of the me- mechanical stuff, you know, like the squids and stuff like that to come in. That's all mm. from Appleseed. So, um, yeah. Uh, okay. I think that's why that isn't live action, because people just like, this is literally just The Matrix. Yeah, mm. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, like it, it's a great genre that I have a lot of um, a lot of passion for, and it just so happens that Christopher Lampard just is in loads of them, same with Keanu Reeves. The two of them are just in all the cyberpunk movies for some reason. I don't know why. Was there an explosion of cyberpunk after the Matrix came out? No, it was actually really. before. It was actually before, yeah. like the, okay. the nineties, from like ninety five to like ni- to the Matrix. There's loads of these underground movies that came out like hackers. Right, hackers was in hackers the nineties as well. In, yeah, hackers it? in nineteen ninety five. Well, that's that's so. because of the whole they were building up to the whole Y two K thing. Exactly, exactly. Oh, you're right. I forgot about exactly. that. Like that's oh, the, 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 the dot com crash definitely said. affected the. Uh, the mainstream appeal of cyberpunk as well. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with mm. that too. I'd agree with so, that too. Like, there, I mean, there was multiple factors for why cyberpunk stopped being um, stopped being palatable, mm. but like, mm. y2, y, the Y2K scare is absolutely a big part of it. Yeah, and it, um, it, 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 it's a shame. I think we're coming back around to it now where, you know, we went past it, so we jumped past that, then we, got in, we went super into fantasy. And then we've worked mm-hmm. back around now to the futuristic stuff with the appeal of stuff like... Ironically, it went from High Fantasy with The Witcher 3 to Cyberpunk mm-hmm. directly. So I think once that comes out, that's really people are going to be like, oh, well, we're going to be super back into it. Mm-hmm. So everything is cyclical, you know, it seems to be 20 years. But um, mm-hmm. before, we, before we move away from this, uh, I am going to say I'm playing Ghost of... Uh, what's it? Tirishima? Tirishima? Um, Tsushima, yeah. Tsushima. It's fantastic, but I that's all I can say so far. I can't talk too much about it right now because I'm it would be unfair. Get it? It's the best game you'll play all year. Um but that's all I'm gonna say so far. Uh, if you have a PS4 there's no reason for you not to have it. And um yeah look in the time we have left guys, did you did you know that that um San Diego Comic Con happened this month? No. What? Yeah, I heard they about did an that. online thing, right? They did an online thing, yeah. It literally happened last weekend, and the turnout was terrible, which is weird. Oh. And there was nothing... Oh, really... wait, I, I assumed... It, was it not just an online thing then, no? Yeah, it was, but the turnout was still terrible. Apparently nobody went... There was no announcements from Marvel, no announcements from DC, no no announcements from any people you'd expect. Uh, Star... Oh, I did hear there was a Picard panel. Yeah, okay, let's come back to me now, yeah. Star Wars cancelled their own celebrations... Um, oh. so, yeah so literally all you got was the Picard panel a few other panels and then uh, the actual big one was the New Mutants so that was it I didn't even realise it but happened I... <laughs> New Mutants is coming out yeah. it's like it's forget Cyberpunk 77 New Mutants has been on the slate since like 2013 it's made in... just sitting there but like in fairness <laughs> with everything that's going on in the states right now last weekend was probably the worst time to be trying to put on a convention mm. yeah yeah, yeah. But see, the, the weird thing about it is, you would think that an online thing, like even we did an online pa- an online panel and convention, and that was that was gas cracking, great turnout. This I would have expected more, even for the big Hall H panels. People just had no interest mm. worldwide. 
Mm. I think people's weird. interests are elsewhere now. I think it's a, a level of diversion that kind of falls a bit flat, particularly because, like Katie said, with America and what's going on, I think everyone's attention is just not divertible to frivolities right now. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I, for me, I would say that, yeah, there's a big element of that, all right, but it's also cons aren't really super fun without the convention if that makes sense it's like, no, it's, it's it's like the people you do need the crowd in the room don't you when yeah. like someone walks yeah. on stage and they but, get ballistic for five but like, it's, it's the same thing that's happening with wrestling at the moment wrestling is really weird without a crowd so weird uh, without a crowd so weird. yeah it's like watching a weird stage play <laughs> uh, no literally it really is it'd be like watching it'd be like watching stand-up comedy with no out with no audience yeah and that's, that's, that's going... a lot of stand-up though to be fair Brilliant, no, Derek, I, what is social distance wrestling i'm very curious uh but there was one who did did a, a parody of it where they were just doing moves but like at a at a distance at a distance yeah but basically the way the, the invisible man has had has never had more bookings exactly. than he has during exactly. this <laughs> But the, 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 how did, the impact and the reason why these are connected is because right now there's no sports really, mm. right? As such, and throughout, particularly during the, the the height of this thing, there was no sports. So WWE just kept going because they give a lot of money to keep going, and wrestling kept going. Think of the ratings. But no, you would think that ratings mm. have never been lower. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. People just don't want to watch it. So I think the same thing's happening here where people are like, oh, a convention. But it doesn't have to crack. You're not walking around the rooms. You're not talking yeah. to people. Yeah. You're not interacting. You're not you seeing the cosplayers. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're not getting yeah. cosplayers. It's, you're not having yeah. that, that oh, yeah. buzz yeah. of a you convention. Don't get the smell of the sweat and the Red yeah. Bull. Oh, listen. Yeah. Here's, one thing that I don't, here's one thing that I don't miss. Three yeah. o'clock, Dublin City Comic Con on a Saturday walking up the stairs and that bang. That yeah. smell yeah. where you're just like, That's oh my how god! You know you're home. You're like, oh my yeah. god, well, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah. I don't miss that. But everything else, yeah, everything like, else. When it comes to the dressing up part, like it's a lot sadder be, uh, have, uh, dressing up it, and just being on camera in your room. <laughs> Drinking <laughs> your personal tail. experience, Bryn. Well, Bryn, I don't know. Yeah. Unless you're an e-girl, then you know. Well, you know, but, but you know, yeah. If like it's just that, for a convention, that's kind of sad. But should I ask what very that few is? People, you don't need to know who e, what e girls are, Kian. Don't don't worry your pretty little head about it. Oh, sweet uh, summer child! No, sweet yes. summer child! <laughs> I'm being patronized too, but I'll take the compliments. Oh <laughs> no, 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 no! Actually, don't Google it because then you'll we yeah. won't be able to get you. No, back. no, no, no. Yeah, don't. yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> like when Quagmire when he discovers there's porn on the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be like, where's Keen? It's just gone. It's just gone. Um, but yeah, no. Keen I... is homeless now because of e-girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, like, that, that's the kind of, you know, I, I think that really, um, that really does speak volumes. That even, you know, San Diego Comic Con can't draw in yeah. this. I... It's weird. Uh, just on a side note here, because I just I'm just thumbing through uh, an article on what was actually at uh, Comic Con, and I just speaking of cyberpunk, I did notice that there's a that there's going to be a Brave New World TV show coming out. Yeah, and oh man, I wanted to be good because because uh, <laughs> Grant Morrison's on the is on the creative team, and if, I'm pretty sure that is the comic book Grant Morrison. Mm. Um. Yeah, it is. It is the comic book Grant Morrison who's on the team, which means that he probably probably would be good, but it's also on NBC who don't really do very good dramas. So I wonder if it would be like a Last of Us Two situation where people just weren't in, even no matter how good it was, people just mm. weren't in the humor for it. Like I tried to watch the, uh, oh my goodness, I feel terrible, the Man in the High Castle, mm, which yeah. is really really good. But considering what it's about, and I'm trying not to get us demonetized, I was yeah. like, I get enough of this in the real world. I just can't take this on at the moment. Like, yeah. Well, look, you know, it's just uh, the thing about it is when stuff like this is made, you don't have to watch it away. You know, I think something like that release now is in poor taste. Last of Us yeah. Two is in poor taste. Where you're like, the world is already a dystopian nightmare. We don't need more mm. dystopian nightmares. Well, like the so, the problem yeah. with The Last of Us too, from what I could gather from, because I don't have a PlayStation, so it's what I could gather from people I know was that they added a photo 
uh, mechanic to it. So people were just messing around and taking funny pictures rather than actually playing the game. Mm. Well, really? This is the first I've heard of this. Yeah, I've I've heard it described as a misery simulator. Yeah, which uh... <laughs> not what not what I'm. Yeah. Not what I'm looking Me for. and Lisa work in bookshops. We don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. All right, Ian, how many would... times have you been asked for HP 304? Oh, no, no. Costa and Magazines is where it's at. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, All right, printer ink for me. All yeah. right, guys. So we're reaching the end of the time here. So um, let's wrap this show on the road. So I'm going to start with you, Bryn. Yo, so um, pending calamities, I should have my pilot for Tech Throwdown or Tech Takeover finally out next week. Um, I expect that probably Tuesday, um, but we'll we'll see what happens. Okay. It should be out next Tuesday. And Keen, uh, new episode of the Game Corner either coming out this Friday or has just come out yesterday, depending on when you're listening. But even if you're listening on Saturday, will there be another one this Friday? Also, a quick plug for the new series if you're a Doctor Who fan of Missy that came out last week it is awesome it features such plots as her taking over a secondary school and trying to kind of change the entire Victorian future mad bonkers stuff if you're into Doctor Who check it out it's fantastic okay and uh, Katie yeah so I've been away for a while but if you've been following Uh, doing it for the exposure we came back last week and we have another episode coming out this week which will be if you're listening right now it's tomorrow if you're listening on saturday it's two days ago okay and lisa yeah so the straight out of the canto podcast radio show your number one show for nerd culture nightmare fuel and nostalgia has weekly episodes now as part of our travel size summer series where we get along our friends to join us and talk about spooky horror things spooky nerd things this week even if you're listening on the saturday it was our friend dj mac patches from america who's a horror radio host he came and talked to us about i think more horror movies than I actually thought you could physically fit into a 30 minute conversation and next week's episode is going to feature an American J-horror expert so that's straight out of Canto if you're into that kind of thing Excellent, looking forward to it um, and yeah, if Shudder want to sponsor us go for it, we'll totally take it to watch more horror movies <laughs> but yeah guys, uh, all joking aside if you're listening to Nerd to Know Media thanks for listening to us, we're, listen to us. we're here every Wednesday 9pm and of course on Phoenix 92.5 FM at 5pm on Saturdays but if you're listening to us there go over to Nerd to Know Media and subscribe because that's where you're able to get all the shows they just heard a show pretty much every single day and a video join us live and all that good stuff guys from my entire team we will talk to you next week here on Nerd to Know Media bye guys bye, bye. bye.